Hey guys, welcome back to the Nothing But Action podcast. I'm your host, Brody. I'm also joined by a delightful co-host, Caden. How's your week been, man? Oh, yeah, it's been all right. A lot of um, lot of sport going on. NFL's back. NBA playoffs round two is coming to an end and it's been getting very exciting. You've had heaps of sports going on. Had the AFL constantly being on, basketball, like you, like you said, the NFL. Yeah, it's just a sport weekend field. Been working heaps as well. You've been working heaps as well, I'm assuming. Yeah, I've been working, doing school, school. The term three is nearly over though, and this is the last week, and then hopefully back to normality next term. Back to lockdown school holidays, so that'll be good fun. Been in, I feel like I've been in school holidays. Can't even go out, term. just got to stay inside the whole time. <laughs> been in school days all term. <laughs> well, let's get right into it then. Um, we'll look at the Western Conference semifinals. We've got the Lakers versus Rockets. Um, it's kind of similar to what's happened in um, Blazers' game. We had Blazers come out and beat Lakers the first game, and now we've seen Rockets do the exact same to Lakers, but then Lakers completely have destroyed them. <laughs> like, yeah, it's always it's always as well after the first game when the uh, not the underdog, but the team that shouldn't win wins the first game, and you always think like, oh, is this gonna is this series gonna be an upset? Is it gonna go far? But it, for some reason, it just never does with the Lakers. They just as soon as they lose game one, LeBron just is not having it and just absolutely just destroyed them. They just their defense as well was so underrated. That whole series, they just they just outplayed them. Really, what are we saying now? Lakers by far the favorites to win it all. Like, oh, they should be. <laughs> they should be. They, they, we were sus with them um, near the end of the bubble, the regular season, because they obviously, you know, they didn't look like the team that we all thought they would on paper. And then first round, you know, they were good, but they weren't like tired of contending good. And then this round, they definitely showed why they are one of the best top teams. Just yet again, we've had James Harden with his disappointing playoff run. He does this yeah. every year, man. Like, come on. Just can't get out the conference finals. None of that Rockets team. Westbrook is just, Westbrook was on, not only was he on the OKC team last series, but he was on the Lakers team again this series. He's just, he loves helping the other team. I, I just don't know. Like, do they need to maybe possibly start looking into trading Harden or like, because I don't know. They've, they've tried Harden with Dwight Howard for a few seasons, and they've tried mm-hmm. Chris Paul. Now, Westbrook, nothing's working. I, I, don't, oh. I don't know what they're going to do. It, it was so bad as well. Last, last year, Chris Paul, a lot of the Houston fans were, weren't happy with how Chris Paul played last year. But this year, he comes out, he becomes the best clutch player this year, and he's, he just destroyed. They nearly made it to the second round with an upset. Then last year, you look like, why wasn't he so good? He was 115th. In player possession, he was 115th in possession with the ball compared to this year, where I think he's 30th, which is crazy. He was 115th. There was 115 more players than him that had the ball more times in a game than he did, which is just so sad. I just think it's crazy how you got James Harden, and it's you know that he's at his MVP caliber player, which don't get me wrong, he is. He's a scoring machine. But just yet again, after season and season, he just keeps having such a disappointing playoffs. He just he doesn't show up for games. Like, for some games, he'll kill it. But then you've got games where he's just scoring 25 points, but, like, two from 10 from three-point. You can't keep having that from this MVP-caliber player, you know what I mean? It's just not going to work. It's like you you could somehow, people would, like, blame the supporting cast. But the supporting cast in this Houston game, what, like, the whole series, they weren't even bad. It's Jeff really Green good. Was, Jeff Green, this playoffs, has been amazing. Like, their team, PJ Tucker has played awesome defense when he was defending Anthony Davis. James Harden, there was really no excuse besides Westbrook being Westbrook. But besides <laughs> that, James Harden, didn't, there wasn't much excuse to them, you know, losing such a bad way. 
Rocco's been good as well. He's really stepped up. Like from regular season, he was struggling, and now coming to playoffs, he's playing really well now. You know what I mean? So bad that 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 they lost that series so badly. It's funny to see that um Westbrook, with there's no fans in the stadium, he somehow still gets in altercations with the fans with Rondo's <laughs> brother. Like, come on, Westbrook, man! You don't want the dude cutting your hair to get in a fight with. He's got the scissors. You just don't. You just don't want that. It's a bad outcome. He does this every season, and he's done it when you're in a bubble. Like, come on! Without a crowd, I don't know how he pulls it off, but he does. He just he just lets the people get to his head way too much, and you can tell. It happens every season. <laughs> yeah, as well, that last quarter of that Game 5 was ve- was a very high pressure. A lot of people really were not happy. Yeah, and then Daniel House as well. Um, I'm assuming you've seen that as well. He had a bit of bit of fun time in his bedroom having a female COVID tester in there. What was happening there? Like, <laughs> I think that's really bad as well because he's been like the fifth, fourth best player this playoffs. He's been amazing, Daniel House, shooting-wise as well. Like, I don't know, that was very big big loss for him to to bring a woman over it's such a bad way to go out to not play but you know it is what it is correct me if i'm wrong but i'm pretty sure he has like a family and kids yeah <laughs> and he's just he, does he have a wife I don't i'm pretty know. sure he does yeah he's got a wife and he's just, <laughs> just he's invited a girl over in his room like come on man oh my god, god man he's not gonna have a good time going back to home <laughs> if anything more couldn't go wrong for the rockets it just did davis has been really well this series Anthony Davis. Yeah, yeah, Anthony Davis. He struggled the first game a bit, but after that, he's gotten his groove back. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Anthony Davis is, you know, Anthony Davis. He's always going to, he's probably the most dominant big man in the league. But I th- I do think that first game, that's what I was talking about, PJ Tucker, man. He was so good defensively. I don't think, was that a status side? I don't think he scored on him, on PJ Tucker, that that first game. Yeah, that Played was awesome crazy. Defense. And then he did play awesome. And then I think next couple of games. How tall just... is he again? He's 6'6", six, six, isn't he? Or PJ 6'5". 6'5". That's that's like point guard height. And that's ridiculous. <laughs> He's guarding the center. Smaller than a point guard these days. You'd think now that they've lost this, you'd think that the Rockets just hit the reset button, get rid of the small ball, maybe trade Westbrook and Harden and just completely restart. Because I don't know what they're going to do now. Yeah, I don't know, man. I feel like... No one wants Westbrook. I feel like that's just a well-known factor by now in this league. No one wants Westbrook. He's just a big contract. He's just a he's came just came off an injury. You could tell he was just rusty the whole playoffs. It's hard to come back from an injury and then and then start in the playoffs. It's not a great. I don't know. Way to there's come there's back. always teams that would you know happily take that contract. We've seen it with the Chris Paul trade and hey. As a Knicks fan, I wouldn't mind Westbrook. I'm not saying I want him, <laughs> but <laughs> when he has his game, he's like, whoa, you know what I mean? He would bring so much excitement to the Madison Square Garden. Like, And I'll tell you what, if anyone's a regu- a, the, one of the best regular season players, it's Westbrook. He'd, he'd definitely put people in the seats. Triple-double machine, man. Triple-double machine, Westbrook. He wouldn't even, I mean, he wouldn't get his assists because he's going to pass to, besides Mitchell Robinson, which would be which would be quite cool. But... He's got RJ Barrett in the corner, mate. Got he, he doesn't miss. <laughs> that would be a good team, but I do I do think Westbrook, he's just on the downslope of his yeah. career at the moment. His stats say so much differently to Nat than how he actually plays. Well, once he loses that athleticism, he is like, he's screwed. He has, he'll have nothing, yeah. you know what I mean? He's like one of the worst shooting point guards as well last year. And he, keep, he keeps shooting it, which isn't a bad thing all the time. But when you're as bad as a shot as Westbrook, you stop shooting, man. Like, yeah. Oh. They, they were disrespecting him so oh, hard it was terrible. that series, <laughs> and and for good reason. I think he hit, he hit like one or two clutch clutch threes down the track when he was getting hyped. But like the whole series, like it was an onslaught of of just 
It was like if you needed a stop, you just let Westbrook shoot, and then they just got a stop. It was not fair. We've also seen now that Mike D'Antoni has turned down his contract extension, and he's now going to be a free agent for a coach. Um, could we maybe see him maybe going to for a 76ers job or Pacers maybe? It's going to be weird if you go. I think the best the best available team that a coach needs is the Sixers. They have a lot of talent and a lot of uh, an easy way to, to make them better with the if you get the right assets around them. Simmons will turn into Steph Curry. Simmons Simmons <laughs> will just start shooting all the threes. He'll make Simmons shoot. I know he will. But um, it's going to be weird because you're going to go from the smallest, most fastest team to the tallest, slowest team. It's just going to be a very weird dynamic. But it could work. It could it could work if they get nice. They need they need shooters on that team. If anything, yeah. they need shooters. If they get the shooters in the offseason, you know, um, I think that team would be very lethal. Well, I've heard that Indiana are very, very interested in him. Um, they've been interested in him since the start, like since they fired their coach. And that's who they've been wanting to go after. So I won't be surprised if Pacers make a huge push for him. Sabonis is going to be a sniper this <laughs> next year. He's a good shooter, but he's going to be elite now. Oh, man. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Um, moving on from that um, series, let's go into the Clippers versus Nuggets. And can we just talk about how, looking back at the first podcast episode we did, we weren't even talking about the Nuggets at the start. We just kept talking about Utah, like the predictions for them, and Nuggets have actually made it. So <laughs> it's just it's crazy to see the Nuggets come down three-one both series. If they won both series, that is unheard of for Nuggets to come down three-one in both series. They just got so much fight in them in Jokic and Jamal. Jamal, even though this series has been a bit off compared to his monster effort last um, series, but Jokic has definitely stepped up for that role. And Michael Porter Jr. was was mad. He said he's not getting the ball enough. So I was like, maybe if you play defense, you'd be able to get the ball once or twice. It's just, it's crazy. There might be a bit of beef in the locker room. What a what a crazy man. Why would he say that? And then the um, Nuggets coach came out and said that he needs to keep that in the locker room. Like, I don't know what he was thinking. You had several players retreating that saying, like, what are you doing, man? Like, I think you had Damian Lillard saying, shaking my head. Like, you just don't comment on that stuff, man. What are you doing? You should be lucky to even be playing right now. Bro. Like, they gave you their shot. Jamal Murray and Jokic are the only reason that you're in the second round. you gotta, you got to ride your leaders. you got to let them do what they do. He thinks he's the best on that team, and he needs to just realise this he's isn't actually defense. his team. <laughs> if yeah. you play defence, they would reward you, but he's just... I don't know. He's, he's great. He's a good player, but yeah, he's just not. He's got to. He's got to realize his position on that team. I think saying what we said on the first episode once again, they need to trade Michael Porter Jr. Um, he just they're not like they're not they're not ever going to really use him to what his potential is. I reckon, and his potential is pretty high. Like he could be really good, but he needs his own team. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's hard though as well because if you look at the Nuggets roster, they have a solid. At, most positions, maybe the wing where Michael Porter Jr. is, they could trade for like maybe another wing. But their team is so solid. There, they've got great perimeter defense. They've got in Gary Harris. They've got an elite center in Jokic. They've got a like an amazing point guard. Their team is very well organized. So it'd be it'd be hard to what they choose, but you could definitely get a fair bit out of Michael Porter Jr. as they've they've definitely shown his talent like this season. To think he went pick 11, was it? Or pick 12? Yeah, that injury. That's why he dropped. It's it's just the back injury. Um, yeah. I still wish Nick's chosen, man. It's just like... <laughs> <laughs> you, can always, you can always hope this this draft will be good. It's Yeah, like you've said before about Jamal Murray struggling a bit this series. It's kind of shown that he is still that inconsistent player that we talked about. 
don't get me wrong, when he's on, he was amazing. We saw that against Jazz. But this series is scoring 20 points, but at like 20% field goal percentage, and that's awful. That was my that was my problem when I said last season. I said he could one hundred percent be an all star in in the West. He's that he has that talent. But the only thing I was holding him back is he just doesn't do it consistently on a consistent basis. I do give him props because Clippers defense is elite. The one problem with him is consistency, and I do think he should work on that a lot more. I would say Clippers have been quite disappointing. I think people thought they were going to sweep like the Mavs, sweep the Nuggets. And just thought this would be an easy way. The people thought they would literally smash the Lakers as well. And so when you look at it now, it's like if they do make it to the next round versus the Lakers, Lakers could beat them in six, like with ease. The Clippers just do not look good in my eyes. Mm. And as well, even last game when they lost, I think, dude, I think Kawhi had twenty five, and Paul George had like Paul George had like thirty points. Like no one had a bad game, and they lost. They're scoring, yeah, they're scoring. No well. one had a bad game. Their their bench players in Lou William Montrez didn't aren't playing to their best Montrez has had a couple games Lou's had a couple but they're not playing Montrez was six man he's not really playing like a six man a year but they are playing good they're just not they're not playing like they don't they didn't believe in the Nuggets that they could possibly compete against them and they've sort of came out a bit like you know we're just gonna we're just gonna try to trot our way through to the conference finals but they've just now they're just now they're panicking you know, but they are. You can tell. They're like, oh, no, it, it, it's 3-0. Like, we might actually lose this. You know what I mean? Is this where you maybe see Kawhi regretting leaving the Raptors? Uh, I don't know. It's hard to tell that. The Clippers team is better than the Raptors team, obviously. But I do think that it's hard to explain. The Clippers shouldn't be where they are right now. But it's not his fault, if that makes sense. He's not doing anything wrong. He's scoring 30 consistently every game, playing amazing defense. The team around him, he thought, should be playing better. He's not going to say it, obviously. But they should be playing way better than they are right now. Doc Rivers will come out and probably win Game 7, in my opinion, even though you can't doubt the Nuggets anymore. But I do think that the Clippers are not playing to where they should be playing. And that's a real bad problem. See, I think if he was at Toronto right now, I reckon there'd be a far better team. Because you got... What Raptors are missing is that, you know, that go-getter score that they need in the clutch time. And that's Kawhi. That is Kawhi. And you got Pascal with him, Fred Van Fleet, Carl Lowry. I reckon that's a, like a far better side um, than Clippers right now. Yeah, and, and the Toronto depth as well. It's not like the Clippers have an amazing bench, but so do Toronto. So it's sort of... Yep. It's sort of like to Clippers' defense is really good, but so is, so is Toronto. So it's sort of like the East is also easier. He would definitely have got to the finals a lot easier than he would. But I'm not sure. I do think he, I do think him and Paul George love each other. Not love each other, but, you know, a very good mate. So. Whoa. <laughs> <A> very, <laughs> let's, let's take a step back here. They're very good mates. but So I don't think he regrets it, but I do think, um, I do think he, would, he would be getting them way easier right now if he was in Toronto. Um, let's have a look at the Eastern Conference semifinals now. Got the um, Miami versus Buck. Oh, don't, oh. Whoa. <laughs> oh. This has been a shock. We've got the Heat beating the Bucks in five. I didn't even want to explain why I said the Bucks were going to win the finals last episode. We're just going to pretend that didn't happen. I'm going to raise that. And I'm just going to say that that was the craziest thing I've ever seen. The Heat, every game, were just... Better. It was hard to watch the Bucks score. It was hard. It was just, uh, it was just not. It was not. It wasn't good on both ends. It was the worst matchup they could have possibly asked for. Oh, it was. He was. It was awful. But then you got Giannis going down with an injury. That doesn't help. But 
they're just defending Giannis so well on defense. Miami, I, I think we were saying it in the last um, episode, mm. Miami is the perfect team to actually guard Giannis. Yeah, yeah, got yeah. Bam Adebayo. It's, it's, it's perfect for actually just trap Giannis when he's cutting and just everything he's doing. And that supporting cast on the box is just like, they're just, they're average. They're like, you can like, it's not like you have to guard someone else. Chris Middleton's good, but Chris Middleton's inconsistent. He did have a great game when Giannis didn't play, which was really weird to see him play better without Giannis on the court. I don't know. I just feel like their supporting cast wasn't that good compared to Heat's like snipers. Heat's just shot their way out like into that game every single time. They were just outscoring them. And then on the other side of the floor, it was just... Hard to watch the Bucks even try score a point. Well, all of Heat players are playing awesome. You got Butler, the dog. You know he's hungry. The enforcer. Um, he's the enforcer. Yeah, he's killing it. And you got Dragic, which is playing pretty well as well. You got Jay Crowder. He's acting as if like he's, you know, twenty three and doing really well. So is Dragic. Um, he's like fifty, and he's like he's in his prime. It looks yeah. like he's crazy. He's showing that maybe he did deserve to be an All Star. Oh, Dragic. Oh, you still disagree <laughs> with that one? Bradley Beal should be there. Instead. Oh, he's <laughs> Bradley Beal. Yeah, the fact they've, 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 he's got so many of their plays are doing well. Maybe the you know Giannis trade rumors are coming out now. Possibly it could be rumors going to the Heat, to Warriors. I've, I've even seen the Mavs as possibly being a team that's trying to go for him. And the hard part with the be as well with the Mavs is the the um the money because Doncic yeah. is going to get paid, and then and then Giannis will, and then Chris Tapps is just. But I do, I do think um the weird thing about that is obviously we know it's it's a business. We're not if someone says that they're like oh I'm not going to leave like Giannis did. We know that's that's just what he's going to say to you know help him help himself look good. And then if he gets traded, he gets traded. He's probably not going to stay at box in my opinion. But um it's weird to see all these every team's playing better when their their supporting cast is out outproven themselves like the heat their supporting cast is just destroying and then they're playing way better the lakers supporting cast finally showed up um later on in the playoffs and now they're playing way better it's it's crazy to see one if your supporting cast is is on its game and what was it the boston was it boston celtics i don't know they had like i forgot what it was they had like six players all in double digits it was just like if you if your yeah. whole team's scoring it's just it's so hard to beat. The supporting cast is so much more important than than your just talented players. Well, yeah, it's what they need, and like what like what you've just said, the Bucks supporting cast actually hasn't shown up, and we've clean we've like clearly seen the outcome of this. You know, Heat in five. Yeah, it's just facts, and then Celtics as well. They they have so many scorers. It's just not it's just not fair. I can't wait to see that Heat versus Celtics. That's gonna be crazy. Oh, it's actually the first crazy. time they've made the Eastern Conference Finals. Since 2014, which was you know LeBron, LeBron, yeah, LeBron, yeah, that's cr- that's crazy. It's took him, it's took him that long, but it's it's a great team they've put together though. That that is an awesome. That team is so young as well. Oh, he's an amazing coach as well. He's yeah, a- yeah, amazing. We'll move on from that series. We'll have a look at the Toronto versus Celtics series. Tatum is by far gonna be a superstar at the end oh. of his career. He is oh, amazing, my man. God, that man is on a mission. Jason Tatum, regular season, he's good. Don't get me wrong. Regular season, he's still he'll still he'll still get all stars and all that good stuff. But postseason Tatum is is just a different breed. That man is is destroying teams. Do we remember when um he was training with Kobe Bryant and then he started playing terrible? He was doing all these Kobe moves. They weren't working, and everyone said you know Kobe ruined his game. But now he's doing all those Kobe moves, and he's he's like he's done it perfectly. He knows how to do it now, and like. 
he's amazing. He's going to be so good. Yeah, it's 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 crazy. It's when well, your shots hit. You're going to look a lot better when they then compared to when they don't. But I do think that um, he does play that nice mid range like sort of ISO fade. Like he has a, a lot of a lot of tricks in the book to score. He's so good from beyond the arc, and he's just such a threat. Like it, it's so good to watch him play. And then Pascal Siakam, he is playing so bad. He looks like Julius Randle out there. He's just <laughs> running in circles. Julius Randle. <laughs> He's awful, man. It's like, I don't know what's happened. He has seriously looked so bad this series. Pascal Pascal Siakam took playoff P to the next level. There was playoff <laughs> P, and now there's just playoff P, but at, at a different level of Pascal. That is, he has, I don't even think he's, what is he? He's playing terrible. He scored 23 points once that series, and then the rest he scored 17 or under. Shooting terrible. Five from nineteen. Like, oh <laughs> it, it, it's so disappointing because this. Don't forget, this person is an all star. Like he's an all star player, and he's playing this bad in the series where his team needs him so badly, especially in a team that's regarded as a kind of you know small ball team with Tice as their center. They need him to like just demolish Tice, and it's not happening. You know what I mean? Yeah, that and Celtics is one problem. Is their center? De- not even center. Their interior defense as a as a collective is below average. They they have terrible. They have Ennis Cantor who sucks at defense. Good at offensive rebounding. Good at you know, scoring when he can. But and then you got T- Tice. I think that's how you say it. Tice is is undersized and he's a good he's a good player. He's definitely developed. But none of these guys have that interior defense that you thought they would they would um definitely attack more. But I feel like Celtics had a great a great way of um defending him as well like pro- even though he's playing bad props to Celtics for the for the game plan and Brad Stevens well you had Tice with like 10 plus rebounds every game this person he's like 6'8 and he's playing center and he's getting 10 plus rebounds every game demolishing Siakam like come on mm. man <laughs> it's just it's just they were throwing doubles at him and stuff but he's just you're you're Pascal Siakam it's when big time players make big time plays and you just didn't and then you got Freddie was, you know, brilliant decision-making. Like, what are you doing, man? Just in those last few minutes of the last game, just putting up shots that just aren't going to happen. That's a big issue with him. He, he's done that quite a bit this series. Yeah, as well. It sucked as well that Kyle Lowry had to get fouled out. I think that was really big for him to get fouled out that at that when he did. But Ben Vliet, was always, he's, he is undersized, but he's always like, he's the score first. He's definitely a score first guard. But he doesn't really he, – he, I don't think he hasn't been that player to make the right decision late in the clock. And they didn't have anyone to do that. And I don't think they thought that that was going to be a problem until it did. Well, all he is is really his scoring. You, you don't look at, you know, Van Fleet and say, this person's like this amazing defender, but that isn't him. You look at him and, like, he just scores the ball. That's, that's yeah. his job. I think he was he, shooting – He does it good. I think he was shooting, like, 20-plus shots a game. He was shooting a lot. He don't think he passed a lot at all. He was shooting a lot on that team. Far out. <laughs> and he's also a free agent after this year. Let's not forget. Mm, he's getting um, his money. Get, yeah, he could be getting his money. But like, how much would he be expecting? Because he he's not getting a max. But is he looking at like 20 million, maybe 25? I mean, that's realistic. I think it's realistic. I think well, as well with his playoff experience as well. I do know... Players like that, they expect a lot of money. And a lot of players get more money than they should get. That's just how the NBA works. But I don't think you're going to max, but I definitely know he's expecting to get a lot of money this offseason. 
And there's some teams out there that would pay for him. Well, the team that's been linked to him heaps is, of course, the New York Knicks. What and, aren't they um, linked to anyone? Oh, they're linked to everyone, man, I tell you. <laughs> Knowing the Knicks, they would probably give this man like a $25 million a year, four-year deal, which, in my opinion, he's just not deserving of that. Yeah. That's a bit too much for him. It is, but that's what I bet you that's what he'll get paid, just how the NBA works. Just At do the that. Knicks. <laughs> yeah, the Knicks will pay him, but he's a good player. Don't get me wrong, he's a great player, but he's just... He's just not an. He's not a fully all-around point guard who can make decisions. He's more of just like the shoot the shooter. Kemba Walker, he's been a bit iffy this series. I know we had a bit of you know back and forth regarding this. Um, <laughs> was it you said he wasn't clutch, or you said he just he's a no-show in playoffs? Or I say he, he he gets lost in games. Lost in games. He, he gets lost in games. Over a hundred minutes in the last two games, which are very important. Game six and seven is always the most important games, um, and. But he dropped 19 points in 100 minutes. That's that is terrible. But I do know he is a clutch player. But he's just I feel like they're probably going to give it to Tatum if he's got the hot hand. Tatum, this whole series and this whole playoffs has been amazing. Kemba has has been very average this series, and I do think in the late shot clock they'd give it to Tatum over Kemba. Well, Kemba was battling an injury before all this, so let's, let's let's not forget that he he probably still is battling it a little bit like he would be still sore and stuff and this man has had clutch in his body since college remember that clutch shot he hit like don't get me wrong you're right he has been pretty awful this series but yeah I still think like if Kemba's probably the person you would go to I know Tatum's been killing it and stuff but I still think if they were down the line and they need to create a play that's gonna give Kemba the ball and he'll just do some dribble move and put up the shot the snatchback he's great at, at dribbling it's a good part about Celtics as well. They have even if you don't have Kemba or Jason Tatum, you have Jalen Brown. Like even in the clutch shot, there's so many plays they run because of how many offensive threats they have. It's so hard to de- decide who would you would put all your all your defensive guns towards if you were the other team, which is it's hard to beat. Well, uh, let's let's move on now. Let's let's have a good look at the rest and conference predictions next series. Um, we've got a possibility of Lakers versus Nuggets or Lakers versus Clippers. In my opinion, they would much rather verse Nuggets. I'm assuming you think the yeah, same. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, you you don't you don't want Lakers to be versing a team like Clippers when they've got so many players they can actually just switch onto LeBron constantly. You got you know Paul George, you got Kawhi Leonard, you got Patrick Beverly. He would get murdered. You know what I mean? The defense would be ridiculous on LeBron. Yeah, and the the annoying no one, I don't think anyone who watches basketball would think that they would rather verse Clippers over the Nuggets. The Nuggets are still we can't underestimate the Nuggets' power and the they like how good they really are, which is amazing. But the Clippers' defense and the fact that they can switch on everything and they have a lot of scorers on that team, I don't know. Maybe the maybe the Clippers, if they get out of this series, they're gonna definitely not gonna take this next series against the Lakers lightly at all. So we might see a different Clippers, but. I'm not sure. It's gonna be it's gonna be hard to tell, but I definitely do know that the Lakers would rather verse the Nuggets than the Clippers. Yeah, well, call me the biggest LeBron fan, but I reckon whoever they verse, LeBron is just gonna murder them and absolutely demolish them. But um, it would be cool to see the battle of LA. You got LA Lakers versus the LA Clippers. That is gonna be sick. And we all thought this was gonna happen at the start of the season, and it's probably gonna look like it's gonna happen. And it's gonna be cool. I can't wait for the LA versus LA. And it's Boston versus Heat. That's such a good conference finals. This is going to Game 7 no matter what in my eyes. This is going to be a good series. Oh, man. I can't even tell you who I think is going to win this because it's so... 
Because Boston, Boston, I think Boston are just so good game one. I feel like Boston's going to do the same thing they did last time against Toronto Raptors. I think they're going to win game one. It's so hard to tell because there's no, it's a neutral arena. It's not like it's home game, away game. It's going to be so hard to decide who's going to win which game. But I do think it has to go to game seven. It just has to. Who do you have winning? Because so, in my opinion, I've got Heat in seven or maybe six. Oh, oh I don't know. It's so hard to tell. The Heat beating the Bucks is such a like a big eye opener for me. The fact that they just made them look like a terrible, like a, an eight seed team was crazy. It's hard to tell. I think if the Heat, if the Heat's um, supporting cast do the same thing, I think the Heat win. If Duncan and Hero don't show up as much, I think the Celtics will win in seven. Jimmy Butler is just the dog man. He is going to. Give it to the Celtics. Um, it's going to be an awesome series. Like like you said before, it all matters if the supporting cast shows this up. Is, if you got, this is going to be the supporting cast game. This will just be all If you've got Duncan Robinson you know, missing all his threes, Tyler Hero missing all his threes, they're not going to win. It's just, there's no chance. And they need that supporting cast to actually show up and help you know, Bam at a bio, to help Jimmy Butler. And it's the same for Celtics. They need that supporting cast to actually show up. You can't have... Kemba scoring zero points. I want Kemba to show up. And and the good thing about the Celtic is the supporting cast, as we've seen, is much more likely to show up than most of the other teams just because of how much offensive threat they are. So, like, Jalen Brown's always going to pretty much show up. Jason Tatum's always going to show up. Kemba is – he could he could have a really good series or he could do the same as he did last series. But the, the Celtics' supporting cast are usually a lot more efficient than most of the other supporting casts. And if Marcus Smart keeps playing how he's playing, they're going to have a good series because he has been awesome this Oh, Sorry, I just thought of it. Jimmy Butler up against Marcus Smart. That is going to be so good to watch. Talking about dog mentality, you've got Marcus Smart on the other end on the other team. It could be a feisty one. And they've, they've gone at it before. Like This is kind of similar yeah, to history. TJ Rowan. They've had the history, so they're going to be going at it the whole time. And Marcus Smart's a great defender. And- Butler's a great defender. And talk about Marcus Smart, he's been an absolute sniper last series. He he played so much better than I thought he would. He played awesome. He's hitting like five threes a game. It's been yeah. awesome. And he hit five threes, I think. He did like three back-to-back. I don't know, but he was he was doing crazy for them. What teams do you think are going to be in the championship? I reckon it's going to be, like I've said, the Lakers versus Heat. And that's going to be just a blowout. Lakers are going to say, we're the champions. Lakers in five. It's going to be so bad, I can't lie. As much as we like to see the, the East versus West, the final rivalry, it's it's always usually like whoever comes out the West has such a higher chance of winning it. It's Lakers or Clippers. I think the Lakers are playing way better than the Clippers are. If Clippers get it together, I think that it could be an upset. But I do think the Lakers will win. And even, even though it doesn't really matter, I, I do think the Celtics will win against the Heat. And so you're thinking a Lakers versus Celtics? And then Lakers will just win in five or whatever they will win in. <laughs> Lakers are just going to win no matter who they verse. It's going to be unfair. They're a good team, man. Such a good team. And to think Kawhi Leonard actually had the chance and could have joined that team as well. Like That team is already so good. And it could have been LeBron, Anthony Davis, and Kawhi Leonard. Oh, my God. It's so bad. So many players. Bradley Beal could have gone to Lakers. Did you know that? Bradley Beal could have gone to the Lakers. You and Bill, man, I swear. <laughs> I would love to see that. 
All right, well, I think it's time to wrap it up now. Um, we've gone over everything that we've needed to talk about. Brooms, a.k.a. Jordan, hasn't been able to be with us today. Um, he got some personal matters and stuff. So we, we hope that he's back um, for the next episode, hopefully, and that he should be um, back with us soon. Don't forget to yeah, follow us on our Twitter, BKJ Podcast, guys. We're on 107 followers. We're getting up there. We're getting up there. We're on iTunes, Spotify, pretty much. If you have the app, we'll be on there. So if um, follow us on all of those. Thanks for listening, everyone.